I'm Sid. And I'm Jess. And this is the Book Boyfriend Project. So, in today's episode, we're going to talk about some of our favorite tropes, and we're each going to give a recommendation for books within those tropes. I feel like before we started this podcast, like, I didn't really know what a trope was. I feel like you had to explain it to me, like, five times. I feel like I did, too. (laughs) And Um, now you're just, like, throwing trope this, trope that um, everywhere, and I'm like, Sid. It's my new word. (laughs) Chill. Uh, so, we're gonna kick it off with what's probably my favorite trope right now. Mm. Well, like a, like a, like a, de- not a detour, but like a subcategory of my favorite trope. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to explain for the non-bookish literature term things, people out there, what a trope is? Oh, yeah, probably that would be helpful. So, a trope is basically, it's not necessarily a category of a book, but it's kind of like a categorization of the plot of a book. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about enemies to lovers, a brother's best friend, raised to be royal, um, fake ancestry, newly immortal, mm-hmm. kind of like that. So, like, these could all be fantasy, contemporary, romance books, but this is kind of, like, the way that the plot goes. Mm-hmm. Most of these are romancy because, like, that's kind of our, our jam. Yes. Um, so, as I said, we're going to start with uh, enemies to lovers, which is my jam. Mm-hmm. I feel like all the books that I talk about are enemies to lovers. <laughs> <laughs> they are very close yeah. to all being enemies to lovers. So, since enemies to lovers is so broad, and since I do read so many of them, we decided to narrow it down a little bit and do uh, close quarters versus, um, like, the other kinds of enemies to lovers. Jess, do you want to kick it off with your first pick? So, my first pick of Enemies to Lovers in Close Quarters was A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Mass. It's, I mean, we've talked about it a ton. It's the second mo- book <sighs> in the Akatar series. Farah and Tamlin and just, like, the whole shebang. I mm-hmm. feel like we've, like, beat A Court of Thorns and Roses to death. We really have. So, I really don't want to talk too much about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Farah and Reese aren't really too in tune with each other but they have to work together on this like thing and you know being forced to be together like that kind of you know lets her see a different side of him and they fall and that's just kind of how it goes Mm -hmm. this scene i was telling justice before we started recording but the scene that like really encapsulates this for me within this book is when they're at like this inn or something and they're forced to share a bed together in like a room because like it only has like one room mm-hmm. and I just love that that's my favorite whenever that happens mm-hmm. um so my pick for this one is more of a contemporary romance it's called The Temporary Roomie by Sarah Adams it's on Kindle Unlimited it was actually just released I think last week when we were recording this it might be a couple weeks by the time this episode goes up um but this one follows Drew and Jesse and Drew has a spare bedroom in his house. Jessie is pregnant with another man's baby. And she has, I think, like, a pipe burst in her house or something. And so she has, like, nowhere to go. So she's moving in with her best friend's brother. I guess it could have worked for that one, too. Are you sure that's not the one it was supposed to work for? Yes, I have a different one. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because I wrote these wrong. It could work for both. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll talk about that book more in just a second. I had a different book written down, and I was like, like, crap, I did it wrong, but I realized that I messed my numbers up, so, like, I'm wrong altogether. 
But my other <laughs> and least to lovers close quarters pick is Serpent and Dove by Shelby Mahirin. We've talked this book to death, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I love this book. Basic rundown. The main character, Lou, is a witch. She is forced to marry a witch hunter named Reed, and they are forced to move into basically, like, the witch hunter's dormitories after they get married. And so, like, Lou is surrounded by witch hunters. This dormitory is itty-bitty. She's literally doing everything that she can to get on Reed's nerves to drive him away. Of course, they eventually fall in love, but it's a wild ride to get there, and mm-hmm. I adore it. Yeah. So, the second category is Brother's Best Friend. Mm -hmm. For realsies this time. (laughs) Um, So, uh, the one that I actually meant to talk about in that one is the Off Limits Rule by Sarah Adams. Why are you making that face at me? No reason. I know, I kerfuffled it, but it's fine. (laughs) Then when were you going to talk about the temporary room? That's what I was going to do for Enemies to Lovers Close Quarters. Oh. They're similar, but, like, not the same. Mm. So, Brother's Best Friend, this one follows the main character, Lucy. Lucy is a single mom. She's just recently moved back from Georgia. She lived there. She kind of went on her own with her kid. And things kind of crashed and burned. So, she's had to move home and move in with her brother, who has a spare room, Drew, which I talked about briefly in the temporary roomie. And um, she falls for his best friend. And his name is escaping me at this moment. But they have a great little love story. It's kind of the whole, like, forbidden love, like, don't date my sister, dude. I don't, I don't really know how I feel about this trope. Like, I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. I don't know like I'm not see because to me I never understood the whole like why wouldn't you want your best friend to date your little sister or like your sister because like then you know them and True. like you know they're either gonna be really good like I can understand if it's like a playboy yeah well that was the issue in the off limits rule Drew had only seen his best friend in this period of his life that like he'd just been dumped and he was kind of like playing the field to just do something different but, like, yeah, otherwise, I mean, the only other thing I wouldn't want, like, them to date them for is, like, in case it blows up in your face, or their faces, and your face, because, like, there's no escaping it then. I mean, yeah, but, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to think, like, if you dated my little brother, that would be, like, really gross. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't want you to date my little brother, ew, but, like... Um, so my book for this pick was Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover. So Tate is kind of really busy. I think she's a nurse and she and Miles start having this hookup thing and Miles is an airline pilot with Tate's older brother and they're kind of best friends and they watch like, I don't know, like sports games or something together. (laughs) And so they just end up like falling for each other and... I've talked about this book a ton. I did, like, a... I've done... So, I've talked about this book so many times. I love you this have. book. Most recently, you included in our books that gave us all the feels. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so, our next category is Raised to be Royal. Mm-hmm. I love a good royalty book. I think part of me still wants to be, like, a princess deep down. So, these ones really appeal to me. 
And for this one, I chose Three Dark Crowns by Kendari Blake. So this one has a really interesting twist on being royal. Um, so it's a fantasy book. It's placed on this island called Fenburn. And this is a very, it, I feel like this takes place in like the normal human world, but like back maybe like 150 years. And Fenburn is a very secluded place none of the modern technology or maybe it's not that far back but like there's no modern technology there and um there's magic on the island so the way that like the monarchy works is that the queen bears triplets and when the triplets um are born they each have gifts so they could be there's a couple of different gifts on the island but for this book there's a poisoner um, an elemental and a naturalist. So poisoner poisons an elemental, just like the whole avatar thing, and um, <laughs> <laughs> the naturalist um, is like good with animals, can make plants grow, kind of like the that girl in Sky High. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, all that. So when the the triplets are separated, when they're like five years old or something like that, and they go to live with like their chosen gifts, like village. Um, and when they come of age, which I believe is 16, they have to fight to the death, and, like, whoever's left standing is queen. Hmm. Interesting. It's good. It's very good. It sounds really good. You have this- you have this book, don't you? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna steal it next week. Okay. I don't know if I have the first one with me. I think you do. Do I? Okay. Yeah, you can Mm -hmm. have it, though. I think I have the first two in this series. I think there's four in total. I haven't Mm -hmm. read the very last one. Yeah, there's three dark crowns, one dark throne, two dark reigns, and then five dark fates. And it really annoys me that they don't just, like, go in order down the row. Yeah. I knew it would. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. Okay, what's your pick for this one? My pick for this one was American Royals. Um, We've also talked about this one quite a bit. It's by Catherine Mickey. It has multiple POVs. Basically, Beatrice is going to be the first queen of America in this um, world. It's kind of like a... Alternate? Alternative, like, history. And instead of George Washington becoming president, he actually becomes king. And we just continue to have a monarchy but it's like an american monarchy and so the entire world is like reimagined so like france still has kings and queens Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting that the way she like kind of rewrites the rest of the world's like Mm -hmm. political dynasties just because like if we never became a democracy and we never like showed that democracy can like win out mm-hmm. like beyond what the romans did mm-hmm. like what would that have like looked like for the rest of the world True. and so i really enjoyed that aspect i did too but beatrice is like she's kind of in love with her bodyguard and it's this like dichotomy of like duty to my people or like duty to my heart mm-hmm. and i don't know i really loved it mm-hmm. it's excellent yes it really is mm-hmm. i love that one Mm-hmm. So, our next category is fake ancestry, and by this we kind of just meant, like, you're raised human, but, like, you're really a fairy, or a shadow hunter, or a vampire, like, I mean, I guess you couldn't really hide a vampire. <laughs> yeah. But, like, 
you know what I mean, like some other supernatural fantastical creature. Yeah. Like, this would be, like, your supernatural, like, powers or something don't really come into effect or they don't. Like, you have to hit, like, an age of maturity before mm-hmm. those, like, powers kind of spring out. It's a Harry Potter situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we kind of just, like, wanted to, like, talk through this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my first pick, or my only pick, was City of Bones. This is an old classic for me. I think I've read this book probably close to 30 times. I love this book so much. Um, this one is within the Shadowhunter world that Cassandra Clare created. Um, and basically, this is a world in which uh, demons and angels exist. Demons still plague the earth, and that's kind of where Shadowhunters come in. They're descendants from angels, so they have kind of like their power from that. Um, and the main character, Clary, in this book has believed that she's been a human her entire life until one day she witnesses, um, another shadow hunter killing a demon and all of a sudden she's like kind of ripped into this world and like her mother didn't tell her and blah blah blah. It's like this whole thing, but Mm -hmm. it's a great series. I love it. Yes. Um, so my pick for this was Ignite. It is the first book in the Midnight Fire series by Caitlin Davis. This isn't a widely well-known book. It is currently free to buy on Amazon. Um, so I'll just read you like a little bit of the blurb. Kira Dawson has the power to burn vampires to a crisp. And what they mean by that is instead of like being able to shoot like flames or anything, they she can shoot like pure rays of sunlight mm-hmm. from like her hands. And so she ends up like dating a vampire and she doesn't really like know that she can do this thing with the sunlight. Um, I it's been forever since I've read this series, I think, because I finished the series, um, probably in, like, 2015 or 2016 when the last book was released, Mm -hmm. but this one just kind of, like, stuck in my head immediately when we, like, came up with these, like, category tropes, and I was like, oh, this one, and then I had to, like, type in a bunch of different, like, search terms to find this one in my Amazon, like, cloud, Mm -hmm. so it took me a little bit, um, But I believe she was either um, adopted or her parents were, like, on the run from, because it's kind of like a, they they have a governing organization and stuff. I think there are two different um, things, and I think it was actually, like, a Romeo and Juliet situation with her parents. So I think they were on the run from, like, the, um, like, governing body the governing bodies because i think there's two of them technically Mm -hmm. or i'm just completely remembering this wrong (laughs) um but like i know she doesn't like know about it and i'm like she's either adopted or she's like a romeo and juliet baby gotcha yeah yeah i won't lie when jess was telling me about this one before i started recording i immediately downloaded it so Yep. It sounds really good. I am super excited for her to read this. It's actually, it's a little bit, um, more YA, but I can deal with that. It's still, like, a really good one. hmm So, our final category that we wanted to chat about today is Newly Immortal, and this was one that I struggled to come up with options with, just did not. Mm-mm. So, I decided to talk about an Old Faithful, well, not really an Old Faithful, I read it in October for the first time, but A Court of Mist and Fury... Again, it's part of Akatar. We love it. We're obsessed with Thera. <laughs> We're obsessed with Reese. 
Mm-hmm. A Court of Mist and Fury can actually go for, like, a couple of these. Oh, absolutely can. Also, we have not talked about on the podcast that they're making an Akatar TV show. Yes, they are. Like, holy, I'm so excited, and I'm so thankful to Hulu for doing this. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I think it was in, uh, like, 2017 or 2018 when they, um, there's, like, some news floating around on the internet from articles dated from, like, that year that said it was optioned for a film, mm-hmm. but that film has never come to fruition. Which so, now I'm so glad. Yeah, because I think a TV series would be much, much better. Mm-hmm. But my question on that is, if she's technically already sold the rights to, like, the films to someone to make it as movies, are there, like, different rights to be able to make it as a movie or as a TV show? Or it does the people who own the rights to make the movie have to sell it to Hulu to make the TV show? And, like, how does all of that, like, optioning work? I don't know. That's, like, my question. And... Like, cause they did it with City of Bones, yeah. And, like, cause the they Shadowhunters one, yeah. Cause they did Shadowhunters, and they also made the movie. So like, how does that work? I don't know. Is it like author preference? Are there like, she can sell the rights for a movie, and she can also sell the rights to make a TV series? Cause they can technically be two different scripts, mm-hmm. or like, I don't know. I feel like we could totally do like a whole episode on the TV show. We could talk about that. We could talk about our fan cast. Mm-hmm. Did we share our fan cast, or was that something that you and I just decided like one night? <laughs> I think we just decided it one night. I think so, too. I think the last fan cast we did was in a holidays. Also, that needs to be a Christmas movie this December. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, Hallmark, pick it up. I'm pretty sure it's not, but... <laughs> it needs to be... Or, like, Netflix. Netflix would do it well. Netflix would do it well. They do really well at their holiday movies. I know. Um, but mine was Breaking Dawn. Bella's, like, a new immortal in, like, the last half of the book. And she actually pulls it off, like, really well. Mm-hmm. And everyone's, like, super surprised about her, like, newbornness. And my, like, thought process on that has always been... Because, like, she showed, like, vampire powers before she was even a vampire so my thought process has always been well was there like a vampire like way way back in like one of her ancestry and so she kind of just like has like semi-dna like was there like a half breed like way way back in her dna mm-hmm. and it's kind of just become diluted yeah. or like and she was like always meant to be a vampire like i don't mm-hmm. I was really happy with how they kind of played out that part of that book because like mm-hmm. i could have seen it going the other way where like she was like a super bloodthirsty newborn but like i did not want to read that so i'm really mm-hmm. glad she wasn't yeah me too but i think that's actually going to wrap up this episode just and i had a lot of fun doing this episode so i can definitely foresee us doing like a part two three and four in the future if we come up <laughs> with that many tropes if you guys have yeah. any tropes that you want specific recommendations for don't feel free to reach out to us on our social media Um, Or if you head over to our website, there's, like, a little, like, request form that you can fill out, and that'll head straight to our email, and we'll try to get back to you or put it in a future episode. Um, But while you're on our social media talking to us about your favorite tropes, definitely don't forget to follow us there. And if you have a second, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform and leave us a review. It really helps us out. But that's going to wrap it up for us today. Thanks so much for listening. 